Welcome to Relate Your Research, the online podcast featuring social work researchers. I'm Jessica Renarsson and learning should be relatable. Today in studio, I have Tia Wynn, a social worker from Home of Hope here in Cape Town and also a postgrad researcher from Stellenbosch University. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's <laughs> really exciting to have you part of our pilot episode. So welcome to all our listeners for the very first time. And this podcast is really here just to set the tone and to create a platform for social workers to share their research and their lessons um, with our listeners so great stunning so let's get started our theme today is on social work supervision and Tia has been doing some research into that that field so we're excited to hear a little about a little bit about that um so let's get started your research focus is supervision could you explain a little bit to our listeners maybe break down what is supervision what does it mean yeah. for you yeah perfect so I think with supervision Specifically, there is no universally accepted definition because there's, you know, various fields and various things. So I'll be explaining within the context of my study and how I see supervision for this time and for social workers. Um, So I'll start by saying that supervision is um, for the service users. While sometimes we think it's more for the social workers, Mm. um, the analogy I like to use is that we we are like the machines. We're producing the sweets or whatever machine you want to think of. And supervision is helping us as machines to be oiled um, well enough to produce a good service. And if we're not producing a good service, the service users are not in a great place, right? So that's kind of how I like to think of supervision. But... With that being said, we are not machines. We sure. are we are humans. We we have emotions. We have things going on at home. We're not just entities at work. We yeah. have various other things. So that brings me to supervision is a relationship, mm-hmm. um, and the supervisory relationship needs to be founded on mutual respect, um, non-discriminatory factors, so that you can have a good relationship with your supervisor. So Absolutely. I'm kind of going to explain supervision um, within the relationship, but then also I think within my study, people know what supervision is, but they don't know what supervision is not. And that's Mm. where we tend to lead into the harmful part of supervision. So I'm not going to give you a step-for-step definition. (laughs) I'm rather going to give it to you within what it's not. Just for our listeners, um, service users could be clients, they could be beneficiaries, anyone that accesses a service from a social service organization or any kind of um, non-profit of some kind, um, just for the just for the terminology. If <laughs> great, else. great, cool. So the purpose of the supervisory relationship is to grow the supervisee. You know, the for them to become autonomous practitioners one day. Um, so supervision's definition is based on the 13 determinants of Engelbrecht. I'm not really going to get into that. If someone wants to read up on it, it would be great for reading. Um, But supervision is supposed to be structured. That's the point of that. And by using the triad of functions, we need to we need to have structured supervision to grow the supervisee. So if that's the definition we're going to work from. So what you're saying is that young social workers are coming into a field of work. They're new, they're excited, they want to do 
do things, but there should also be some kind of a process where there's growth and mentoring. Yes, oh, definitely. Is that, is that, am I understanding you yes, correctly? Yes, okay. but even more so, it needs to be so structured that we structure the mentoring, we structure the growth, because... I think within social work, there's so much happening that we don't get actually a chance to, you say, oh, I'm going to mentor this person or help them. But if you don't set out time, you're not going to get the time, (laughs) right? So um, with using the triad of functions, I'll just maybe explain the functions. Mm. They are support, education and administration. So basically, support needs to be within supervision. It needs to be Continuous. It needs to be assisting. It needs to be helping. It needs to grow the supervisee and also to create an environment where the supervisee feels safe to come and say, I don't know if I did this right. I don't know if this is correct. Or And that's kind of the support, emotional and within the organization, creating an environment that is supportive. So that's kind of that. And I think bringing back to what I said, I want to talk about what it's not. Mm. It's not... Um, asking how are you and then saying I'm good thanks and you I'm good thank you okay let's continue with supervision that's not support that's that's really just going over the motions right so sure and in some ways allowing a more experienced social worker to step into a role of saying I've been where you've been as a new inexperienced social worker let me journey with you in terms of the education side in terms of the emotional support side, but also the administration, which yes. for a new social worker is scary. Actually. Exactly, exactly. You know, like exactly. How do we get this right and, and not create harm in the way? Exactly. Along so, the way. Yeah, so definitely. I think within, as you mentioned, our education and administration, I think supervision needs administration, right? We need to know what principles and things we need to do and what forms we need to fill in, what how are we going to help the service user and what reports we know social work can become very report based Um, so in that to guide them step for step and not just focus only on administration and I think that's what we're seeing more and more so supervision is not just administration it's not just Mm -hmm. have you done this report have you done this your court case is on this date do this for this date that's not supervision either so keeping the balance between the three I feel like I can relate to that Because I think there's often, particularly in the NPO space and potentially in the government space where you are working with quick deadlines and yeah. the the rollover dates are, are rolling over yes. as, fast as, as fast as they arrive, you're, you're back in court or you're writing this report yeah. again. And often I think there's a push for donor reports without reflection. And so yes. we're just getting outputs. That's yes. my point is that we're all about outputs and not actually about what it was the process to get there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and obviously the growth in that, like you say, a new social worker is trying to learn what reports to write, but we're missing the point. We're just getting the report out, right? Sure. And not supporting and educating in that. So sure. supervision needs to be within the functions, but then also um, needs to be guided by theories and principles within that. So Absolutely. that is supervision <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell. Excellent. I hope that helps. Definitely. I think particularly for our listeners, anyone who would be interested in researching supervision, it's really helpful to start to hear the theory, which if you were to sit in a social work class, that's what you'd hear, but yeah. also these practical implications of what it actually looks and feels like to write a report for the very first time and need that support or to feel like I should be allowed to ask. Yes. So I think there's potential for what supervision has and that's an exciting research focus. What brought about your research interest? How did you come to find this topic? 
So, yeah, it, it really started in my undergraduate. Um, I did my undergraduate at Stellenbosch University. And from my first year to my fourth year, we received supervision in-house. And then later on, we received supervision at the placements that we were placed at. And while I was receiving supervision um, from my first to fourth year, I really received impeccable supervision that helped me to feel... Um, to flourish as a social work um, student, not just uh, getting through university. You know, I really felt that I was developing my professional identity mm-hmm. and um, also growing in education. Um, but then later on, I was placed in um, the field practice. And specifically in my third and fourth year, while I was there, I saw um, more and more that, um, you know, supervision that I was receiving at university is not really happening at um, the organizations for myself and also for the other social workers who were already qualified in there. So then I kind of had the question, is it possible to have that supervision? Because in my final year of practice education, there was three social workers in one role for that one year um, supervising me, but because they didn't have supervision, their supervisor wasn't on site, she didn't know what was happening. So I think that kind of started the question for me is this possible am i going to be supported and then i started looking into supervision and and wondering and seeing so yeah amazing i think um you've touched on something so interesting here is that supervision is role modeled in some way and you take it upon yourself by being supervised and by seeing what works and in some cases what doesn't work and hard to create a culture in an organization if it's not there Exactly, exactly. Sure. Okay. And it's, it's so important, I think, and I'm not sure for other universities, I've never been a part there, but mm-hmm. Stellenbosch University's um, professor specializes in supervision and you can see the fruit of that throughout um, mm-hmm. the first to the fourth year. Mm-hmm. So I think that needs to be a culture within. Definitely, yeah. and to be leader-led. And um, yes. I think it's my experience has also been with watching supervisors almost not prioritize the experience of supervision so yes. although they're there you're not going through that process yes, yes. or it's easy to cancel supervision because yes there yes. are other ma- matters at hand yes and yes so, exactly okay tell us a little bit about your research findings um maybe some of our listeners would be curious to find out well what did you actually find out in your study um you are coming to the end of your study as yes, far as I yes. understand so that's exciting <laughs> at the editors now so Excellent. Yeah. I feel like that's a, a celebratory moment yes yes so I think what we did find um, and to say it in the most blunt way is that supervision is being harmful um to social workers sure. um specifically in South Africa um to, to give it to you in short, really, we found that I found more of a continuum um, of harmful supervision. So to say it in the most basic way, anything that's on the continuum is harmful. So whether it's your supervisor answering her cell phone during supervision um, or not giving you the right attention or a supervisor physically abusing a supervisee, it's all on the harmful um, spectrum, but it's not the same, right? So yes. I kind of had to differentiate what okay. what the different types Almost are. Like, not levels, but angles yes. of harm. Yes, yes, yes. So I've kind okay. of created that thought of the continuum. Where are you on the spectrum of, <laughs> of harm. harm? Exactly. So. Yeah, on the one side, we have kind of just the inadequate supervision, which we found also to be harmful in the study. Inadequate supervision, supervision that doesn't 
um, fulfill the functions is harmful, mm-hmm. whichever way you look at it. And that can be broken down into many other factors. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, we have the really like having like sexual relations with your supervisee, physical abuse, um, belittling your supervisee, really the extreme harms. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of found that these things are happening. Wow. Um, I'm not sure, would you like me to elaborate a bit more on those? um, Go for it, go for it. I think something that is interesting is for a listener or for someone who's interested in social work supervision and now we're touching on this harmful kind of concept is, yeah, yeah, what does that look like and how do I know if I'm in a a harmful supervisory relationship? So I don't know if you want to comment a little bit on that. I think that's one of the most important recommendations that I've also made is to teach supervisees and in the undergraduate level what is harmful supervision because people don't know and so we know okay my supervision isn't completely right but it's not harmful but it is and we need to be more familiar with the term harmful so I think some of the factors which we found is not receiving supervision at all this is one of the big things I found trying to get interviews A part of my um, criteria for inclusion was you need to be receiving supervision. And I phoned and I phoned and so many people aren't receiving supervision. So they couldn't um, assist me (laughs) because of that. So that's a big problem. And then um, also not having structured supervision. This is more now on the lower end of the spectrum. But coming into supervision, no agenda, not really knowing what to do, just chatting about cases, maybe a little bit of this, maybe a little bit of that. We need to have an agenda. We need to be structured. We need to have goals. And that's part of um, good, proper supervision. Definitely. And I think in a profession where goal being goal-orientated matters, it's almost a shame, actually, that yeah. supervision is not always regarded as a goal-orientated experience. Exactly, yeah. And then, yeah, just the organizational culture, professionalism, how you talk to your supervisor, how your supervisor talks to you. Does your supervisor say, oh, just do what I want or show me your file? Do you feel fearful coming into supervision? Have I done my work right? Those are things that are contributing to harmful supervision and those are things that are happening in practice. So that's kind of what we found, yeah. Definitely. I think, again, just a link to practice is what are organizations doing to change their supervision culture? And it doesn't always have to take up large amounts of time, but it is about, as you said, the approach and the way we're speaking to each other. Um, Even your tone can impact a younger emerging social worker. Exactly. Or coming in with like a sigh and being like, oh, we need to get this done now. Can you just pull out your notes? You know, that's not a supportive environment. You're going to feel like, okay, let me just get the bare minimum. And then because of this sort of harmful environment or negative environment, I would almost imagine that you'd create a culture of fear um, and lack of trust. Yes. Which isn't helpful for that. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add on that question? You um, yeah, no, I think that's good. Okay. So another um, approach that we could take to, to research is really to reflect about the lessons that a person learns along the way. And I yeah. think this is a lot less theoretical yeah. um, and a lot more personal in some ways. Um, but maybe you could share with us a little bit of the reflections. What did you learn as a social work researcher? Sure. I think there's so much to learn. I think uh, over two years you learn so much. But one of the things for me that I learned is just really time management and prioritizing. When I started, um, on a personal note now, when I started um, my 
research and all of those things I was also newly wed started a new job and trying to do my masters to the best of my ability and I think you need to learn how to prioritize to give the best to your studies to give the best to your job and to give the best to your your personal life and um, with that in my masters I I think on reflection, the thing that I've learned the most is to manage my time and to work smart and to work hard when you have the time. Um, and then within the research field, I think um, to always um, just pursue what what you want to know and just really go for it, if that makes sense. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. Is not to to say, oh, this is what I'm seeming to find. It's not work. Just to really keep pushing, keep pursuing um you know the knowledge that you want to. Sure. So, to, um, a message of of perseverance. Yes, definitely, else. definitely. I think there's really something to be said um, for your first comment, just about the juggling act of being a professional, but also being a researcher. And yeah. I'm really hoping that these podcasts will be an interesting place for yeah. researchers to reflect on that and to definitely. see that. I can have a family life. Um, I'm allowed to. Yes. Um, but I can also be a professional in my own right. And I think for a new social worker, that's a hard juggling act. Yeah. <laughs> so well done Thank for you. navigating Thank because yeah. that's not easy. And I, I can relate. And I'm sure there will be many a person nodding away yeah. at this point or smiling, thinking about how they were juggling the washing, the laundry, someone's 21st yeah. and, and, and. Exactly, so, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and a submission on Friday. Yes, exactly. exactly. So, um, all while running an event at work. <laughs> so, that's, I that's think there's, the it's, yes, and there's a very relatable picture to be painted there, mm. but also a message that you don't have to be everything to everyone all the time. Yes, so, definitely. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you faced during your project? Um, two years is a long time. Yes, so, yes. yeah. I think one of the challenges that I definitely faced and also previously mentioned was that um, people don't regard supervision as highly as they do maybe meeting practice deadlines. So when phoning around to ask people um, to be interviewed for super, it's about supervision, a lot of people were not willing and the other half that were willing weren't receiving supervision. So that really posed a big challenge to me and um, the same thing with perseverance to keep phoning and keep emailing and to find someone and then to ask them oh could you refer me to someone could you so that was a big big challenge for me and I think um, especially coming out fresh um, into the field I wasn't so connected my network wasn't so great I think if I were to start my research now and trying to find there's so many people that I've networked with that I could definitely reach out to and um, yeah Yeah. so I think networking um, is a big encouragement network with people get to know the people in your class if you're still studying um, reach out find out what people that studied with you are still doing get inspired by other people and that was also a big part for me is being inspired by people who I interviewed who are doing different things to me completely different but are so passionate so yeah Uh, there's such a message here of just um, how social work is a linking profession we should be linking up we should be partnering and we actually cannot do this by ourselves exactly and for young emerging researchers just the importance of creating a network and finding out what are people doing how are they doing it and how are they doing it smartly i think i've benefited also from that just realizing there are people doing very smart things (laughs) (laughs) and you can get in on some of that so that's that's really encouraging 
how have people responded to this work? Um, have you found it's been really well received? Yeah, I think um, I was at a, a conference a couple of weeks ago and, and people who are in the supervision field are really responding well to um, fantastic. to harmful supervision and coining it and understanding it and defining it and mm. going forward with it. I think there is a gap kind of missed in um, for me to implement it and to go forward and really mm. to um, be an advocate for supervision because... Sure where does that stand you know this podcast is a great platform right great. beautiful but yeah. in my day-to-day -day life um what I does can, it look like yes what yes. does it look like so advocating to colleagues and people that i know and even to my supervisor saying you know hi uh, this i don't think this is really on par with what we planned could we you know reassess yeah. and those kinds of things sure. um but yeah, I think it's well received, but there's a long way to go, especially within the field of supervision. Yeah, yeah. I think there's um, a message there also of leadership and needing to, as you say, advocate and champion yes. this idea of supervision could be this amazing enabling yes. element of an organization, but how do we yes. do that? Yes, and yes, quite a Quite a tricky one, actually. Any final thoughts from your side? Thoughts on for social work researchers out there? Your inspirational moment. My um, inspirational moment, I think, is just um, to keep going. There, mm. it's there are tough times, right, in research in anything, but to really keep going, to keep pushing forward, and then also to really invest in after you've researched to do something with that, not to just um, okay, write an article, publish an article, be done with it, to really, as you say, champion the research out, get it out there, um, continue with further research if that's needed. So I think, yeah, that's my big, the big moment. It's just to keep, to just really do something with our research. It's all fair and well to get a degree, put it on your wall, but to really make a difference with what you've done over two years Absolutely. is the work starts after the two years ends <laughs> <laughs> i think um yeah there's just such space and growth for that and maybe in a few years time you'll be looking back going wow i never realized the role and impact that that yeah. study or reading up on that would have had so yeah. i'm excited to watch yes, you yes. um transition from Thank a you. finished project <laughs> into championing championing um the cause and, Thank you. Thank and really you. exciting to see what you are up to any other thoughts you'd like to share before we before we end no i think that's really everything and um although i'm not working in a supervisory field now um i think we shouldn't discount the field that we're in right Definitely. so to to work where we are and also with saying that we should champion after a study's done is to also don't um, despise small beginnings wherever you are now just take what you have and the resources resources you have around you even if that's reading a couple of articles and changing someone's life around you right now sure. through research do it it's it's worth the while yeah. amazing well thank you for being with us thank this you so morning. much for having me and yeah we'll we'll definitely stay in touch cool thanks okay.